Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. For this podcast, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Congressman Greg Stubbe from Florida's 17th Congressional District in Washington, D.C. Congressman Stubbe shares his insight into the operation of the Veterans Affairs Committee on Capitol Hill and what is currently being planned in the future for our veterans. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner. Remember, with every Veterans Corner, you want to have a pencil and paper ready, because there are going to be things in there that you're going to want to write down. My guest today is Congressman Greg Stubbe, Florida District 17. Congressman Stubbe, we're delighted to have you on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always good to talk about veteran issues. Let's talk a little bit about the area that you represent. I know you have some problems because of its geographic size and where it's located when it comes to VA issues. Yeah, so I have the largest geographic district in Florida. I span from Southern Polk County in the Bartow area all the way down to Northern Lee County, coastline in Sarasota and Charlotte County, all the way over to the Palm Beach County line. So I have nine counties, uh, Highlands, DeSoto, Hardy, part of Sarasota, Charlotte, uh, Southern Polk, all of Okeechobee and Glades and then Northern Lee County. And so it's, um, it's a very large district and what becomes a challenge there is, is a lot of it is rural. And so my rural veterans and the veterans in my district, we don't have a veteran hospital in the center part of the state. So my vets in Okeechobee have to go to Palm Beach Veteran Hospital. My vets in Highlands or Hardy or DeSoto would probably go to um, Bay Pines and St. Petersburg, and my vets in the southern part of the district like Charlotte, Northern Lee County would go down to Lee County. So it's a challenge servicing veterans in this area. There are clinics for primary care kind of spread throughout, but not an actual hospital that can perform procedures. And that's really a problem because the clinics don't have the expertise of the specialists. And so you do have to go to one of the main hospitals to get the specialist care. And because of the time periods that you have for appointments, you know, you get your 30 to 60 day appointment at the primary care facility. Well, that may be in your county, in my district, may not be. I mean, I have my, I live in Sarasota County. I have to go to Manatee County for my primary care where my clinic is. But if I have a hernia or I have something that I need uh, taken care of, I have to go to Bay Pines for that. It's two hours drive from my house. So it's a, it's a challenge for veterans in my district, which is why I've sponsored a bill called the Veterans True Choice Act. So veterans like yourself who live in Tampa and have uh, the VA hospital at Haley and you like your care, you can keep your care, you can continue to go to the VA hospital uh, there in Tampa. But for veterans in my district who don't have the ability for primary care or clinics or different 
procedures to be able to done in their home county, it would give them the flexibility to use TRICARE for Life or TRICARE Prime to be able to go to any doctor that they want to go to and get whatever procedure it is done and the federal government's going to pay for the bill. I can't, there's so many examples I could give you of veterans. First one that comes to mind is a vet in Charlotte. It took him almost a year to get hearing aids because the clinic and Charlotte couldn't do it for him. He had to go down to Lee County and between travel and all the issues that he was facing, it became very challenging for him. So if my true choice bill were to pass, veterans like that could go right there in Punta Gorda or in Port Charlotte to a hearing specialist right there, use TRICARE for life or TRICARE Prime, would cover the cost of that and that veteran would get serviced with his healthcare much quicker and much more effective and much to a cost savings than he would be having to travel down to Lee County to the hospital there. Well, the Mission Act has been a great help in that area because it does give us some choice in being able to go to particular people for particular reason. Prior to getting into the VA, I had a heart doctor who's been in my heart three times. And I really didn't want a different doctor who didn't know my heart to have to go into it. And choice has allowed me to keep my doctor for my cardiac care. And that's really a great benefit. And by the way, I think it's important that people understand you are on the Veterans Affairs Committee there in Congress, correct? Yeah, I sit on the Committee for Veterans Affairs. So any veteran legislation, uh, I get to see that comes through that committee. You are also a U.S. Army veteran, which makes you, there aren't very many of them are in Congress anymore. No, you're, you'd be surprised. I, um, I thought there would be more of us up here. We actually formed a caucus af- after my, my class formed a caucus after we got elected because we thought, you know, there were, there's the veterans organizations for Vietnam veterans. There's, you know, the World War II, there's the Korea. There wasn't a caucus that was created for post 9-11 vets. So we had a group of us. If you served in a deployed environment post 9-11, then we fo- it's called the Four Country Caucus. We focus strictly on veteran-related issues. I've had a number of different bills that I've sponsored and co-sponsored go through there. And it's completely bipartisan. I think there's one more Republican than Democrat. But it's, it's a good group of individuals who kind of check your party affiliation at the door and work on issues that affect our military and affect our veterans. And it's been very effective to getting bills passed. I've been seeing that as I talk to various veterans, that when they go to their congressman, they do work across the aisle with each other. And it's really gratifying to see that that capability does exist in Congress for people to reach out across the aisle. I think it does for issues like veterans, where it's not a partisan argument for the most part. And there's a lot of area that we can agree upon that that's what's best for our veterans and best for our country. So in circumstances like that, there is, I mean, this has been a highly partisan political uh, last two years of being in, in Congress. But when you're focused on those specific issues, you do see a lot of bipartisanship and work together across the aisle. And you were a JAG officer actually in Iraq. Is that correct? Yeah. So I enlisted as an infantry guy after September 11th. I was actually in law school when September 11th occurred, but I wanted oh. to go the infantry route. Did about a year and a half in the infantry, became an infantry officer, and then um, got injured in ranger school. So I branch transferred from infantry to JAG. But because I had that infantry background, I was assigned with the 25th Infantry Division. We were uh, deployed to Iraq 06, 07. And then when I deployed, I was the chief of detainee operations for Multinational Division North. So everything and anything to do with detainees kind of fell within my purview. Uh, Very active in uh, what we decided to do with detainees that we captured. 
uh, tried a case in the Central Criminal Court of Iraq in Baghdad, was involved in training, was involved in pre-mission planning to make sure that when we attacked an objective, we could uh, ensure that we could keep these guys based on the legal parameters that were in place at the time. I guess your committee was helpful with the Veterans Treatments Courts too, which was finally passed, signed, and is going into being right now, but at least supplying some funding for it. Yeah, and we did stuff at the state level when I was in the state Senate and the state house in Florida as it relates to that as well. There was a lot of support at the state level to do it. We actually started kind of that, that pilot program years ago when I was in the state legislature in Manatee and Sarasota County. And so that's kind of taken off and now happy to be a part of it at the federal level. It's exciting to see. I've been going down and watching the court operate. And anybody that's a vet and non-vet should really go to one of their graduation ceremonies and see these guys whose lives were broken, be put back together and come out. The recidivism rate, by the way, on that court is somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to seven to 10%, which when is have, fabulous. Yeah. When you have veterans helping veterans, usually the outcome is much better than it otherwise would be. We're going into a new administration. And this show is totally non-political, totally. We're probably going to see some changes in the VA since the person leading the VA is generally a political appointee or is a political appointee. It's probably going to see a change. What kind of person would you like to see leading the VA? Well, obviously somebody that has served. It would be helpful if the individual also has gone through the disability process through the VA uh, I myself spent 11 years appealing my VA determination. So I think it's important that whoever the appointee is understand how that process works and the failings that have been going on in that process for years so that they can approach it from a different approach and, and really try to change the way that we um, do that process nationally for our veterans. And I think it's important that they understand the service and sacrifice that our veterans have had. And it'd be great if they've gone through and used the VA for healthcare. I think that's a very important thing you bring up. And by the way, your service related, love to have you come up and be part of our DAV chapter right here in Sun City Center. Yeah, send me some information. We've got a great chapter. It's really active, really pushed forward. We run a van. There's lots of things that are happening in it. We've got a backup right now in what you were just talking about in claims and in appeals. Is there a potential we can get more money put into claims and get more people out there? So there's been billions of dollars more appropriated to the VA since just I've been in Congress. And since 2016, their budget has almost doubled. So I don't think it's necessarily an issue with money. I think it's an issue of how they run their processes. And there was a group of veterans like myself, and they literally told me this because my, my appeal was still going through the process when I got elected to Congress, that we're literally in a black hole. And I can't remember the dates but it was at the time of service that I, that I got out and I applied that literally got caught in between a couple of different changes that they did through the disability process. The newer veterans that are getting out today are getting their appeals and their decisions much quicker than my generation of veterans. It's been a while since they've given me a presentation on the numbers, but the numbers, they've been uh, attacking those and getting those down. But I encourage you know anybody listening to this if you are having issues with the VA, please don't ever hesitate to reach out to your member of Congress wherever you live. If you're in my district, contact our office. We have great ability to kind of unlock 
those cases and move those cases along through a congressional inquiry. We've been very successful in my office in getting people's cases resolved. That's our job as a member of Congress to ensure that you're getting what you're supposed to be getting from federal agencies, whether that's the VA or IRS or whatever. But we've been very successful in unlocking some of those cases that have been been stuck for years uh, through the VA system. So make sure that you reach out regardless of where you live, reach out to your member of Congress because they can be very helpful with that. Now, would you like to give the phone number for your office? The easiest thing is to go to stubi.house.gov online. Okay. Uh, you can sign up right there and because um, we've got several different offices in our nine counties. I've got three different office locations. So the easiest thing is to go to stubi.house.gov and that's S-T-E-U-B-E house.gov and all the information is there. You can open up a case, you can contact our office, and that's the easiest way to kind of keep up with any casework that you may have. Well, I'm a huge backer of the VA. Some people call me a cheerleader for it. They've been very good to me. And with 170 hospitals in the system, plus another thousand clinics and other buildings, that is a huge organization. And yeah, there's going to be problems somewhere along the line, but I think we need to concentrate on the successes we're having there. Well, definitely in the areas like yourself, like like you said, in Tampa, that has a good hospital. Like um, Phil Rose, the ranking member of the VA committee, he's in Tennessee and Nashville, and they have a five-star rated hospital in Nashville. So obviously, the care that those veterans are getting from that hospital um, is very, very good. But in districts like mine, it's a real challenge for individuals. That's why I'm trying to build on that Mission Act that uh, the president signed a couple of years ago with giving veterans true choice. So if you live in Nashville and uh, you're going to that five-star hospital, you can still do that. But if you live in a district like mine and you want to go down the road and get the care that you need in a timely manner, you can do that as well. And you have the choice to do that. And there are an awful lot of areas like yours all over the United States. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I have a somewhat rural district in the middle part of the state, but it's suburban on the, um, on the coastline. But Sure, there's a ton of districts like mine that aren't in a big populated area that have a need for veterans that don't have a hospital right in their, their you know, within a two or three hour drive. Some, sometimes they have to drive four or five hours to get there. So uh, I think it would give a lot of choice to our veterans to make the best health care decisions for themselves. My guest today is Congressman Greg Stubbe, and Congressman Stubbe sits on the Veterans Affairs Committee. We've got about two minutes left. Is there something I haven't asked that you want particularly to share? Well, I'll talk about a couple of bills that we've been working on, I think, that can help revolutionize the way veterans get benefits through our country. And one of those is the modern GI Bill. So for years, you can use the GI Bill, you serve our country, and you can use the GI Bill to get your college education. Well, there's a lot of veterans like myself that actually joined the military after they had incurred significant student loan debt. Now, my, my debt's paid off, but there's a lot of veterans out there that went to school and then either September 11th occurred or they wanted to get their education first and then went into the military. So the GI benefit they have doesn't really apply to them because they've already gotten their education. So what my bill would do is allow that same amount of monetary value that you would get for the GI bill to be applied towards your student loans. So if you do have student loans, you decided to join the military, we would pay those loans off up to the amount of uh, credit that you would get through the GI system. I, I think that would help a lot of our veterans these days, the little older veterans that went to school and then decided to go and make a decision to join our military knowing that they would also get the benefit of paying off student loan debt if they have that at the time that they join and enter the service. Congressman, that sounds like a program in itself. I'd love to come back and touch with you on that 
Uh, my granddaughter went to college, had 70000 in debt, went in the military for five years and had it wiped out. Plus, she got a master's degree and a degree in Russian uh, while she was in that five years. So there's a lot of good things happening. Would you come back on the show with me? Sure, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today has been Congressman Greg Stubbe. He sits on the Veterans Affairs Committee of the U.S. Congress. Veterans Affairs is very important to us as veterans. Thank you so much for being with me, Congressman Stubbe. Thank you, sir, and I appreciate being on your program. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll talk to you again on Veterans Corner. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.